All right, welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. And uh, it's rare we're both here in the same space. I'm looking right into Mike's eyes. And we have another guest. Would you like to introduce our third guest? Yes, our uh, third co-host here is uh, my dog, Evie. She is uh, probably going to be making noise in the background because she's lovingly chewing on a bone. Yes, she will not be uh, partaking in the cigar smoking. Uh, no, or the whiskey drinking. <laughs> or the beer drinking. <laughs> uh, but she is partaking in some doggy delights. Yes, she is. What are we smoking today, Mike? These are Diesel Whiskey Rose, which uh, are one of your favorites, I think. They are, yes. Yeah. I, I quite enjoy these, and I'm glad we get to smoke them on our, on our podcast here. Absolutely. Well, light up. Light up. It is nice to be smoking in uh, Mike's patio <laughs> instead of out in the the wilderness. Yeah, the 17 degree weather that yep. we've been having, which is miserable. That it is. Well, what are we talking about today as we're smoking these? Whiskey Rose. These Whiskey Rose. Well, I think we were going to talk about NEATS, weren't we? Yeah. NEATS are some variation of that acronym. Some variation. So, there's uh, a NEAT is not in education, employment, or training. And, and uh, these are people we're talking these about. These are human beings. Okay. Yes, people. Usually uh, under 30s. They're typically referring to under 30s. Okay. And uh, there's a second one that's called NLET. I'm going to look it up here because it's more specific, very specific. They went and dialed it in even even closer, huh? Yes, it's N-L-F-E-T, and that is not in the labor force education or training. And the NEETs include people who are unemployed, whereas not in the labor force excludes that number. Yeah. And so let's just get, let's clear this up right now. Unemployed is... You don't have a job, but you're actively looking for one? That's correct. Okay. And then not in the labor force is you don't have a job and you're not looking you're for not one. not looking for one. Okay. Because I remember back in, um, I don't know, well, they're doing it now even with the great resignation and they'll say like um, the unemployment numbers are dropping, 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 but that could be because people are just giving up too, you know, mm -hmm. and that was kind of back in 2008 in that economic downturn. Um there was some concern that maybe the numbers were being, the unemployment rate was being artificially lowered because they weren't including people that just kind of gave up. Yes. That was the same case in uh, 2009 and 2008, I think. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Listen. Yeah. I, was, I was looking up my, my I know, research. I know. Looking I'm my research giving here. Mike some grief here. Yeah, yep, yep. So we have a map here uh, of NEATs. And where they're located. And it's pretty interesting because um, in the West, the we've been propagandized to believe that this population's problem, right? Uh, Which population? Well, our population. The, the neat population, that the lazy uh, man-childs living in his mother's basement is somehow like a, like a phenomenon. Okay. Uh, you know, and realistically, if you look at the numbers... Which you can look right here, the little yes. graph. And and Mike's holding this up to the microphone so you can yes, hopefully I see am. it as well. I am. But the United States and the Western world does not have that much of a population of these neats. Okay. Not by comparison to uh, 
Yeah, it looks like Africa and then China. Africa and China, yeah. They have kind of the higher densities there. Which is crazy. You wouldn't think that China would be the place where they had a bunch of people not working and doing anything at all. Well, does this count politicians <laughs> and oligarchs? They should. They should. <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy it because we all know people that are neats, as they would say. Yes. N-L-E-F-E-T. For, for as low as the population density is, um, chances are you know at least one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And according to the stats, the United States has maybe 7% of the adult population in this category. Yeah. Which is not good. But it's not really... Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't consider it an active phenomenon that's going to cause a problem. <laughs> Eventually, these people will have to find jobs. Perhaps. 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 So how does the typical neater in the fleet um, live then? How do they How do they not uh, starve and die of exposure? See? And that's, uh, you know, the thing. Is that what Is we're that talking these people, about? These people, even though they're not a huge percentage of the population, they're not really a problem. They're living off their family members because you can't just survive without. So this could be the, you know, 30-something gamer gamer man living in his parents' basement. Absolutely. Absolutely. It also includes 19-year-olds. And uh, in the UK, they consider 16-year-olds, you know, all the way down there because they, uh, they're in their employment numbers. Okay. Yep. Uh, Japan actually has a kind of a subculture of neatness. It's really yeah. weird. They have a lot of interesting subcultures over there. They do. Um, I know, um, like the, what are they, the waif, waifu pillows or whatever they <laughs> yeah, the are? The waifu pillows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, waifu pillows. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pillow that's supposed to be like your wife. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't met one of those yet. Um, even the my pillow guy. Oh, yeah. My pillow guy. Oh, my God. Mike I don't know how he sells pillows. Um, he's just not the kind of person I want to imagine when I'm laying laying down. He's a a character and a half. That yeah. guy. He's so we're about know. half an inch in. Yes. What are we thinking? Uh it's good. A little harsh. Actually. Yeah. I. Uh, you know what? I when you said, "Oh, this is one of your favorites," and I, I'm like, "This does not taste how I recollect it." Yeah. I mean, um, it's uh, they've been in my humidor for. A couple months, so yeah, it's not yeah. that. No. They're nice and soft, but they're definitely yeah. a little. Uh, yeah, it's it's quite a bit harsher. And I remember the the last time, and maybe this was just you know false memories, but I thought that it had a whiskey kind of flavor to it, and I'm not really getting that from this one. Uh-uh. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on. Oh, I'm not getting a whiskey flavor from it either. No. I mean, I'm getting good good puffs out of it, um, but like you said, it's a bit harsh right now. Um, it definitely is. The ash is good, though. The ash Look is at the good. Ash, it's, uh, yeah. I'll hold mine up to the mic here. Yep, you can see there it. There you go. You can see it. All right, carry on. So they've got a... Japan has an interesting, neat subculture. Yes, yes, they do. Apparently, uh, they... Uh, there's a subculture that rejects uh, adulthood, and they just kind of uh, live off their parents. And uh, it's interesting. It's kind of a, a a fight against their gray man. You know the 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 corporate corporatist in the gray suit. You know, yeah. like we we grew up with that sort of imagery. They have that there as well. And uh, 
is viewed as these young people who are educated for the most part, yeah. just don't want to participate in Japanese uh, labor. Yeah. Which I guess is probably has a lot to do with the fact that they work so many hours and yeah, yeah. But well, we kind of do here too, you know. Like uh, it seems our societal drive or, or normalcy is, you know, if you work sixty plus hours a week and get no sleep and you know devote your entire life to your your job, then somehow your company will look out for you. And I think ever since like two thousand eight. Um, and, and beyond like that just doesn't happen anymore. Like our parents, um, you know, had pensions, they had, um, you know, stayed with one company for their whole lives. And now I think the average last time I checked, um, several years ago now, but it was like the average person has maybe eight to 15 different careers. Like it's sure. not a career, but different jobs. Um, cause the way of the career is kind of dying in our, in our culture. Oh, for certain. And I've worked for a number of employers, uh, ranging from restaurants to school districts. You know, yeah. I've had a lot of different jobs. Uh, like job I have now is actually the longest one I've ever had in four years. Yeah, and that's kind of scary. Isn't Mine it? too. I'm coming up on seven. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm over four, and it's like wow, I've never been anywhere. I know. I'm getting long. like uh, the fight or flight. You know, like I gotta get out. <laughs> I worked for uh, one company for three years before this, and I really liked working for them. But yeah. and I, I enjoyed my job too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's uh, definitely interesting. I've never been a neat though. I don't think yeah. I've always been in. Uh, even since I was fifteen, I've been either employed or uh, you know in college or something. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, me as well. I um, you know ever since graduating college you know i'd go back and live with my parents over the summers sure but um ever since graduating college it's haven't been mm-hmm. unemployed i was unemployed for a little bit for like two weeks in between in between jobs once but sure. um you know, well, i've been unemployed when i was didn't, doing construction didn't, didn't run back and, and live with uh, the parents there so no no when i was unemployed doing construction i was ice fishing and you know, I was enjoying being unemployed. Yeah. It was kind of like a vacation between working 70 hours a week and working 70 hours a week again. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I was still in education because I'm pretty sure I was still, when I was, last time I was unemployed, I was still in trade school. So now I'm about an inch in and I think it's mellowed considerably. I agree. It's starting to really round out. Yeah. That, you know, that first. The first half inch man was not uh, the mighty first half pleasant. inch. Yeah. So there's a story behind why we're talking about neats, and uh, it happened oh, a couple months ago. We were talking about uh, someone that we both know, a mutual who, acquaintance, a mutual acquaintance who, uh, through faults of their own, found themselves to be unemployed and not in education, not in training, and. Uh, wallowing in their own self-pity <laughs> so uh <laughs> more or less yes more or less yes 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 which uh you know it happens it happens it happens yeah. um you know it's interesting i think it's all about the attitude and you know you could be a neat or a fruit flip neat um whatever the other acronym yeah, is n l f e t yeah 
Um, not to be confused with an NFT, which we don't know enough about to even begin to talk about on an episode here, but uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, eventually we will. I know it's a scam. That's yeah. what I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the distinction here, it's a legal scam for now. For now, yes. Um, it's an illegal scam. It's a good way to put it. <laughs> kind of like taxes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the attitude, you know, because, um, you know, they, the NEATs and associated acronyms can uh, come and be humble and they can understand that they, you know, are to blame or even if they're not to blame, certain circumstances may have, you know, throughout whatever may have led them to that, but they are at least self-aware and they can know. And then there's a whole other group of them that um, don't think they did anything wrong or they feel wronged by, let's say, um, people of a different gender or race even or um, sexual orientation than them. And, and those are the people that have held them down and, and forced them to live like this. Absolutely. It reminds me of the incel movement, which is uh, I've always thought was hilarious, you know, involuntarily celibate my ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you are a loser and you don't want to, you know, go to the bar or something. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Well, you don't, I mean, you know, you don't have to go to the bar. That's not always a sure thing. No, it's not always a sure thing. Which bar you go to. Yeah, it depends. Um, But they're not interacting. They're not doing that to go and interact with people in real life. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of it kind of comes back to something we've talked about almost every episode is personal responsibility. And if you're not, if you're not getting dates or if you're not whatever, um, you know, maybe give yourself the sniff check under your armpits, um, take a shower every once in a while, um, you know. But I don't want to be, but, or maybe don't do that because I don't want to be, you know, yelled at for being a, a cis man telling everybody that they have to shower and, and smelling good is beautiful. Right. Because uh, it certainly wasn't um, probably until what, like the 19, 1910s, 1920s, I think, when they kind of discovered uh, germs and germ theory and things like that. Because, I mean, look at, if you, if you look at any of the pioneers crossing the plains or, or you know, you're stuck on a ship crossing the ocean. You're not showering. You know, you're not. You have the, the heavy wool like coats and you're walking across with your wig and out to the California gold rush. You're not showering. You smell like crap, dude. And and kids and, and women and everybody that was there. And the oxen probably smelled the best. I don't know. Absolutely. That's uh, There's a lot of evidence to show that during the Middle Ages, people were Trying to get clean. They wanted to be clean. That's where you're... Uh, yeah. Well, perfume kind of um, took off. Yes. Um, earlier than you might think it would have. Well, supposedly they had perfume in Roman times. But that was also a society that bathed yes, daily. Yes. They enjoyed their <laughs> Roman baths. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, the neat thing. I I find it so fascinating. Yes. I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why their families don't kick them out of the house. <laughs> you know, well, I, I mean, I realize they probably end up on the street somewhere. Well, but some of these neats, they can be very um, psychologically manipulative. Oh, yes. Um, and I think we should talk about that a little bit because, um, I don't know, well, five, ten years ago maybe, like if you were a social justice warrior, that, that was like a good thing, right? Like you were out there and you were like, I want to make sure everybody has an equal equal chance at this or that. You weren't necessarily the equal outcome but you're the more equal opportunity. Yep. Um, but in the past, I don't know how many years now that that term has kind of turned into a slur, like a derogatory 
Like, oh, oh there's another social justice warrior where they just want everyone everyone to forcibly have equal outcomes and equal everything. And if, if something doesn't shake out equally, uh, then it's whatever group they pick, which is usually white straight men, that are oppressing them. And they'll even lash out at white straight women or just straight people in general, regardless of color, um, that are holding them down. And there's another term that I found doing some research on our mutual acquaintance, um, but it's cry bully. It's where yes. they um, they cry foul at an offense that they have imagined in their head against somebody else. So if you say something that this this neat or whatever this cry bully deems offended somebody else in the room, then they will launch on a tirade and uh, try and get you to fall in line. Um, because of some some offense that they invented in their head, regardless of this, if this person um, felt, took offense or not, they'll just take offense on their behalf. And you see this a lot, and there's some news stories uh, where this happens, um, especially with themed birthday parties. So there's one uh, where a young girl wanted, a young American girl wanted to do a Japanese-themed birthday party, so the parents set it up for them. The mom did it for... Uh, you know, they put her in a kimono and all the Japanese things. And, and then there were some cry bullies online that said, Hey, this is, you know, cultural appropriation. And so you had, I don't know, a hundred comments from, you know, I don't know, white suburban moms saying this is cultural appropriation. This is terrible, blah, blah, blah. And then if you went all the way to the bottom, there was like a Japanese man or somebody that popped on and said, this isn't culture appropriation. This is great. If you love our culture and want to learn more about it, by all means, like go for it. Um, Absolutely. And we've discussed that before outside of the uh, podcast where uh, a lot of it's confidence in your society. You know, uh, the Japanese people don't need uh, for outsiders to pump up their own uh, culture. So of course they're very comfortable with people, uh, including themselves in it. Uh, the Hmong population in Minnesota is the same way. Uh, you know, I, when we were growing up, which I'm not sure, you kind of were in a different orbit, yeah. maybe, but, man, people were talking a lot of smack about the Hmong when I was growing up and how they were yeah. never going to assimilate and how they were the worst thing ever and the Hmong yeah. gangs were going to, you know, do yeah. all the stereotypical racist stuff that people say about... Yeah, you know, you know it, it wasn't so much, um, <clears throat> so much of that, um, we didn't really have much diversity where I grew up, but I do remember some, some talks uh, with some adults, not that, not that I was really participating in, but that I was just kind of overhearing as a child. Um, just talking about like mostly the mungs will eat anything or they eat the squirrels in the neighborhood. But then they were the same people that telling me that, you know, the Chinese restaurants um, would take stray cats and, and cook them up in their meals. Um, oh yes. At the Chinese restaurants. And I, I never really put any stock in that. No, I definitely remember people saying, uh, talking about how scary the Hmong gangs were. And now it's like, the Hmongs are, uh, they have the like, Hmong festival, Hmong New Year, and it's it's nice, yeah. you know. Uh, well, to go know, to those little events, different well, cultural events. And most big cities have a Chinatown. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got the Irish neighborhood. Um, and I think a lot of the Chinese, they celebrate the fact that it's Chinatown and you're there and you can go and experience it because they don't do a whole lot of English. And I remember my dad and I went to New York for a weekend, um, 
and uh, we went to Chinatown and had a Chinese dinner, and all they had was chopsticks. Yep. And my dad didn't know how to use chopsticks, and it's like, well, we're here in Chinatown. They don't have forks. It's you get, you get the chopsticks. <laughs> yep. Um, and so, rightfully so. Well, yeah. Know, and I mean, it's neat. You know, like I enjoy that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, a lot of people like to cry, you know, cultural appropriation. And it's, well, how am I supposed to enjoy this culture I'm interested in? Um, or am I supposed to learn more about them if, if every time I try to, I, I get labeled a cultural appropriator mm -hmm. um, or a racist or whatever it might be? Well, that's just like the whole dreadlock. People trying to say that dreadlocks are only for black people. And yeah. It's like there's references to people locking their hair in Europe going back forever. Yeah. Usually for religious reasons, but... Nonetheless, it was a known entity uh, yeah. in Western culture and uh, 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 modern dreadlocks that uh, we have in the States are based off of Rastafarianism, but that was taken from Indian culture because they uh, have a couple sects of their religions that lock their hair as a devotion to Shiva or oh, okay. whatever it is. I'm not a Hindu, so I'm not savvy on all that. Stop appropriating yeah. Hinduism. <laughs> But the Indians are another—they don't care. They love it when uh, yeah. Westerners went over there. I went over there for a month and went to all the temples, and people were really excited to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. So you're there for a month. Oh, for the wedding. For the wedding. Yeah. Yep. Last time you got your haircut. That it was actually the last time I got my haircut. It was for the wedding in 2015. I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty neat then. The. Um... Oh, it was very cool. Yeah, all the temples and. Uh, People uh, were extremely excited that, you know, uh, a big bearded white guy was coming to their uh, their temples out in the middle of nowhere. We yeah. were in uh, Varanasi, which isn't the middle of nowhere. It's like the holiest city in Hinduism. Yeah. But it's not a place where tourists go for the most part. Yeah, it's off the beaten <laughs> It's off, off the, the beaten, beaten path. tourist path. Yeah. My buddy's cousins, they had never met a white person before. And uh, my buddy Jordan and I were kind of like circus animals at their wedding nice <laughs> yeah because they had certainly never met two uh light-skinned bearded you know light-haired guys yeah. <laughs> what uh what white person tricks did you do did you do the uh khaki shorts and socks with sandals yeah or... i did i didn't know i should have i should have i wore an ascot yeah. that was my that was my white guy trick yeah <laughs> You didn't do the fanny pack or the, uh, oh, I think I have a coupon for that. No, no, let I me, didn't. Let me talk to your manager at the temple. <laughs> no, I had my roll top bag and, you know, very cosmopolitan, I guess. <laughs> None of those guys, they uh, they actually thought my bag was dirty. They kept on telling me that my bag, my bag was dirty. And you have you seen my roll top? No. It's wax canvas. Oh, okay. They're like, oh, it's dirty. And I'm like, no, it's waterproof. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They just don't have wax canvas there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. We have uh, our, our third uh, host is here now, if you couldn't yeah. hear her. Ready for she, petting. She is yeah. ready for petting. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm about halfway through. Me as well. I think we're both... Uh... We're oh, pretty, pretty, pretty similar. similar there. And uh, I like it. I like it's, it. It's uh, not as good as I remember, though. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I just uh, latch onto the whiskey, you know. Maybe. I like it, though. It's, it's good. It's, it's good. good. It's, it's more um, <clears throat> mellow, I guess, than I kind of remember. Oh, okay. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it's good. It's uh, not a bad stick. It's yeah. worth the money I paid for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> this I got as a... Uh, 
most of my cigars that I uh, order online, I always get a part of a sale, and I think I spent like I don't know, maybe four dollars a stick or something like that for yeah. these, because I got a big bundle. Yeah, but yeah, most of the most of the sales you can get get some pretty good things for you know fifteen bucks for like a five pack or something like that. Something. Yeah. yeah, some of them are twenty. All depends. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good one. It's um not as whiskey y as I remember. No, no, we're drinking brandy, so that probably doesn't help either. Yeah, but I don't know that you <laughs> want to drink whiskey with a whiskey cigar either. Probably not. Probably not. Who so, knows? I'm no expert. Yep, <laughs> I'm no expert either. Please listen to our podcast about cigars and mm-hmm. all we know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. Uh, you know, we do. We did place a, a order each, and um, I put mine in the freezer, like we talked about last episode. Yep. Um. And, uh, you know, I guess you have to let them thaw before you try and uh, light them up, though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, they're, uh, they're resting. I think they're... Yeah, I put them in a separate humidor even just so I would not go in there and touch them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be sealed in there for quite a while. Yeah, at least another couple of weeks. So, but we both enjoy the Beveda bags. And I have to tell you a little Beveda bag story. Um so I got uh, my humidor that I've had at most consistently the right humidity was part of the, not a sponsor, Pipe and Cigars intro pack where it's like 49 bucks. You get the glass top wooden humidor and you get like five cigars. And ten. Is it 10? It was 10. 10. I okay. remember specifically. Because um, you it was get 10, a good deal. 10 cigars. It's a crazy good deal. Um, we don't have a coupon code for you. Or anything, but I think they raised it up to eighty now. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think so. Even so, it's a deal. Yeah, I mean, even like, at eighty, it's a good even deal. Even at eighty, it's a good deal. But I tell you what, they came with the instructions on how to condition the humidor. I followed them exactly, and the thing has been rocking. You know, sixty-eight to seventy-four percent for. I've had this now for almost two years. Right. And I've never used a Beveda bag. I just put in some of the humidor juice in the puck, and it just sits at that humidity. Um, and then it was a little, it was a little high though. It was like almost 80% humidity um, last week. And so I thought, well, I'll just toss a Beveda bag in there because it's a two-way uh, thing. Then I tossed the Beveda bag in one of the other ones that's kind of sat around 50 or 60% humidity. And um, I checked it the next day and my, my pipes and cigar humidor was at 90% humidity. So I'm like, oh my God, I got to get that Beveda bag out of there. And so I just put two Beveda bags in the other one because that was still at only like 62. Mm-hmm. And they're 75, no, I think they're 72% Beveda bags. Uh, mine, mine are 72. I'm not sure what you have. I have a 72% Beveda bags because yeah. I, I looked and I'm like, this shouldn't be at 80 or 90% humidity. Um, but now I put two of them in the other one with the uh, freezer resting cigars. So I'll have to check when I get back home and see what the humidity is on there, but we'll see your, your calibration might be off on your, uh, what is it? The... Well, the one is, uh, the one's a digital, it's got digital. Oh, so it, okay. like, Interesting. it should be fine, but I did the same process to, to condition that one. And then the one that I got, um, from my mom mm-hmm. and both of those have just been low, low humidity. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, but the one that I got from my mom had sat in a basement for a long time with nothing in it. So yeah. um, <clears throat> maybe it's really dried out. I don't know. Well, you could always try the, what are the 84s that you're supposed to yeah. season it. Oh, okay. I've never had to do that. I've always yeah. just put them empty yeah. and then just let the humidifier juice kind of permeate for a couple of weeks. Yeah. 
So I might mess around with it more. Um, for the longest time, um, I haven't had enough cigars to warrant even owning three humidors, but now I've got, I couldn't fit all of them into the one. So yep. um, it's nice to have more and it's nicer to have more that are calibrated and at the right humidity. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially the more you collect them. Yep. I need to burn through some of my cigars. I was going through my big humidor today. Oh, okay. and it's like, oh my God. I got to smoke, I guess. <laughs> well, that's why we started this. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible problem to have. Yeah, we got we had to start a podcast so we would both force ourselves to smoke the cigars that we have. Mm-hmm. It's a good excuse. <laughs> good excuse as any. It's a good excuse. So. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. That is, this is actually turning out to be a pretty good cigar. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it's different than I remember, uh-huh. uh, but not necessarily in a bad way. Sure, because I don't know that I don't know that you'd want one overly flavored either. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're going to do a flavor test off with the, um, the CAO flavors. Yeah, the CAO flavors. We're going to do a flavor test off, uh, probably over however many flavors they have, how many episodes it will go over. Um, I think there's four. <clears throat> four. Okay, so we'll do a four episode um, flavor. Yep. Smoke off or something. We also have the Blood Red Moon to okay. try out, and that's uh, I've never had one. Hmm. I, I smoke the uh, pipe tobacco, okay. and it's wonderful. So yes. it's like, well, the cigar, if it's as good as the pipe tobacco, this will be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I haven't really done many uh, flavored uh, flavored cigars except for I think one time I was young and dumb and really hard up for like a cigar smoke, and I did one of the Swisher Sweets, and it was gross. Yeah, just gross. Grape. grape. Yeah, I think it was grape. Um, cough syrup in a stick. Yeah, it's yeah. not a fan of the swishers. Nope. My dad smoked wood tips when he went fishing when I was younger. Okay. And it's like, ick. I, I... <laughs> not for me, but. Yep. <laughs> My dog is playing with the screen door right now, just so our listeners know. <laughs> Sorry, that's our third co-host. Yeah, our third, our third co-host, Evie. <laughs> so, well, how was your week? Been all right. Uh, a lot of a lot of cold in the house. So our daughter was sick for the first part of the week, and then they gave it to me. Um, so been doing the cough syrup. Not in the Swisher form, but uh, oh, the real stuff. The other, the other form, but uh, you know, my taste is back. I might sound a little nasally or um, congested today, but it happens. Oh well. What about you? No, it's good. We uh, bowling's over. We won the one league. Uh, the other league was a total disaster. Let's just say. <laughs> Uh, uh, bowling state tournament, we ended up in sixth. Excellent. Um, at least as of that shift, they're still going on now. So we okay. might, yeah, we might not be in the money at all. I think they pay in the top thirty. Okay, but uh, you know, it'd be quite a drop, though. I mean, sixth. Uh, it'd be quite a drop if we went from sixth yeah. to thirty-one. Yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch it on like TV? Do they announce it? No, no, get, no. Get your bowling team together, and you're like, yeah, no. I see one of my buddies that works at that bowling alley that okay. they're bowling it at. So I'm so sure if we drop, I'll probably him, tell you. He'll let us know. Yeah, yeah. You've, got, you've got an insider. Yeah, we do. We have an inside man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, it was good. 
been busy, like yeah. always, too busy. I'm yeah. glad that uh, I'm going to be having some weekends off now and some yeah. weekdays off. Now, if Minnesota would warm up, I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you're you're going to be hearing this a couple of weeks uh, later, but right now it's um, middle of April and it's just cold, 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 very cold, very cold. We haven't really had the the spring warm up yet. No, no, we had mud, but it was like thirty five degrees. Yeah, thirty five degree mud. It's not fun for no, anybody. No, not even miserable. my toddler. <laughs> this was not. The dog loves it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she doesn't like that I wipe her off every time she comes in the house. Yeah. <laughs> is that why you wiped me off when I uh, showed up? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, okay. it's all, you know, habits die hard. Force of habit. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny is uh, the dog loves me. She yeah. initially loved Sarah. Yes. And then she switched her affections over to me. And now she won't listen to her sometimes it's yeah. so funny she gets so mad it's like well you know i don't have to tell you you just gotta work yeah. work on it <laughs> spend time yep you spend know. time with the dog yeah be patient spend time yep yeah it's always very similar funny. to a um a toddler you know right um not that I'm always patient, but I, mm. I try to be patient. Um, and actually, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I I read a lot of books and parenting books are some of them. And I got recommended one and it was written probably in the 80s. And they were talking about disciplining your child and when you should spank your child and, and things like that. And so they were like, yep, whenever your child forgets basic German shepherd, then you can spank them. And I'm like, okay, so one, you're advocating spanking. Two, you're comparing your child to a German shepherd. And they're like, so basic German shepherd is sit, stay, come. You know, they didn't include rollover for whatever reason. I mean, they might as well have. Um, And then they had like this really weird age range that spanking was appropriate. Um, And then they're like, well, when they're older than this, then spanking doesn't really do anything. And it's like, well, I thought the studies came out and spanking doesn't do anything anyway, except make you like an asshole. (laughs) Well, we've got our third co-host and uh, she found a deer leg. She found a deer leg. A white-tailed deer leg. I'm guessing from uh, the deer my nephew shot. <laughs> yes, but it does look tasty. Yes, it does. Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have a commercial break. <clears throat> commercial break. <laughs> well, we're back. That's we're back. It. Mike's back from washing his hands. He did not want a venison-flavored cigar. I did not. Uh, did you just toss that on the roof so that I can't get it? Or Yeah, I threw it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> We've had the same uh, gut pile since 1994. So she obviously found it. (laughs) And then marked it on her doggy GPS. Yes, and marked it on her doggy GPS. I think that's the third leg she's brought up in the last two weeks. No, how many many legs do deer typically have, Mike? Yeah, they have four. (laughs) They have four. So you've got one more in your future. One more in the future, yeah. (laughs) And she found antlers, too. She found some sheds. Hmm. I'm guessing right outside the house because the deer like to hang out here uh, during the wintertime because they know that they're safe. But yeah, she brought up a little uh, five pointer. Okay. Yeah. Did both sides or just one? No, just the just one. one. Yeah, yeah. It was a shed. You could train her to find them. Probably. Probably. She really liked it. I can tell you that. Yeah. She was a fan. Yes. 
Yeah, well, Mike was gone uh, messing with uh, deer parts. I was furiously smoking to try and eat, match his uh, smoke rate so that we'd have about the same amount left when he came back. And it was effective. It was. It was pretty effective. <clears throat> that move was effective. Yes. Yours is a lighter color than mine, isn't it? Slightly. It is slightly yeah. lighter. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Do better, Diesel. <laughs> yeah. maybe so, mine was sun bleached or something maybe i don't think so though <laughs> they weren't in that humidor they were no, in the humidor downstairs <laughs> oh geez well all right do we have final thoughts on neats and uh nfl t e t sure i mean i think that uh it's funny for an outsider, but I think a lot of it, it's the mental health issues and, uh, people are allowing their children to abuse them largely. Yeah, or allowing their children and grandchildren to continue to be children for much longer than they should be. Right. Um, you know, but you know what, like honest, honestly, um, you can, you can still be an adult and have an awful lot of fun in life. I mean, you, you don't have to be stuck up and, and have no fun and work all the time. Um, Right. You can be a fun person as an adult. Um, right. I mean, a, lot, a, lot of the, a lot of the things that adults have to do aren't fun. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to also not be fun. Right. Um, and I did, I did see something, um, a tweet or a meme or something. Um, I don't really scroll uh, Twitter or anything, but I do look at memes from time to time. And one kind of came up that was interesting and love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Um, See, when I'm sick, I can do kind of my like sultry radio voice and be like, hey, Mike, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I don't know if that was sultry or not, but you'll have to tell me. Very sultry. Very sultry. Um, It was something like like, depression is a societal or uh, let me see how I went. Depression is a society. Fuck. All right. Composure. uh, No, society is a depression. Nope, that wasn't it. Depression is a societally acceptable mental health condition. Okay. Why would you say that? Or why was the point of the meeting? I wouldn't have said that. Well, I think it was just like, um, and maybe, you know, I don't know. The kind of the way I took it was like, if someone's depressed, usually people say, yeah, they're depressed. But they never really say, hey, what can I do to help you? You know, is there anything that you need? I mean, it depends on your friend group for sure. And depends on who you're around. But I think it was that maybe so many people are depressed that it's just a fact of life in our society and it's not enough to cause a red flag. Perhaps. I would agree with that. Um, There's one more thing I want to talk to you about. The question is, do you want to talk about it this episode or next episode? Well, from the eagle. From the look on your face, I'm guessing it's going to be next episode. Okay, let's do it next episode. <laughs> we're going to talk next episode. We're going to talk about the Brooklyn subway shooting. Oh, okay. and I don't know anything about it. All right, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the World Rock Paper Scissors Championship. Yes, and I don't know okay. anything about that. And that sounds wonderful. And uh, we're going to talk about both those things. Uh, this is going to be a little bit shorter episode. We're just going to wrap up now. We're almost done with our cigars. Uh, we can do our final thoughts on these cigars, and then we'll uh, cut you loose. Well, I think that uh, they started off pretty harsh. Yeah, I was really, really disappointed. I was like, oh, no. 
I thought it was going to be a long slog to get yep. through this stick. But uh, it turned out to be pretty good. Right now, we're uh, I'm in the last two inches, and it's it's good. Yeah, outside of that first half inch, I would smoke this um, way before smoking that Ben Maduro that we had. Yes. Yes. This is a yes. nice, it's 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 a lot lighter, I think, this one. Yes. It's, um, it's lighter, and it's uh, got a more complex flavor, flavor, uh, flavor profile. Yes. And it's very smooth, um, outside oh, yeah. of that first half inch where it was, where <laughs> we both looked at each other like, what are we smoking? Yeah. Um, but power through. You'll enjoy it. Yes, don't I agree. know. Don't know that this is still my favorite after revisiting it. Um, well, it's not the La Gloria Cubana. That is that true. Was an that was cigar. fantastic. I like that even better than the Flathead, and I yeah. like those Flatheads. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, that one's the been the favorite one we've smoked so far on the show. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next time we're gonna smoke a tequila cigar. Tequila cigar. We're gonna talk about the subway shooting and. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors championship. Championship. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.